welcome to Pushing Buttons. I'm jumping in real quick to let you know that unfortunately in this episode we had to use our backup recording. You'll note that a lot of the levels are a little off. You'll hear Tyler's a little quiet. Uh, that's because the backup recording is mixing all of us onto the same track. And so it's hard to maybe increase the volume of Tyler while maintaining uh, not screaming in your ear sounds from both me and Kyle. Uh, I'm sorry for that. Uh, normally this doesn't happen, but you know, hey, technical difficulties are part of the job. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and please uh, join us for stream when we're going to be streaming the Game Awards later the day that this comes out. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, welcome back to Pushing Buttons, a video game podcast, part of the Geek Freaks Network. I am Kyle. And I'm Frank. And I'm Tyler. And, and Tyler's with us today uh, from the Round 3 podcast. Welcome. This is your first time on Pushing Buttons. Glad to have you on here. Yeah, it's good to, good to be on and talk about some video games. It's going to be going to be a lot of fun to hang out with you guys, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all the discussion we have in store today. Uh, so today's topic, if you haven't already seen yet, is Game of the Year Awards 2022. And we're going to be breaking down all the nominees as much as possible. It, for time allotted, you know, uh, for every category. So <laughs> right. I'm really uh, digging how they're formatting the awards this year because we got a total of 31 awards to give to all these developers and publishers. Yeah, and but athletes. they also said it's going to be faster too, which is very interesting. So there might be less reveals, but um, Jeff said that he's going to make sure it's a lot faster. After feedback, they want to make sure the whole show is a lot quicker. Yeah. I do recall last year, it was a bit of a slow pace and it yeah. kind of took a yeah. while for us to get to the actual awards because yeah. it felt like it was just reveal after reveal after reveal so it'd be we, interesting to see how they bounce it out this year yeah we live streamed it we're gonna do the same again this year of course um and it was at certain points we we're just kind of like feigning excitement just like okay come on yeah yeah i think it's good that they have more categories Mm -hmm. so that they can kind of polish in between. So they might do reveals still, but they have enough. They can do like four awards and then do a reveal and then four more awards and then do another reveal and give it a little more suspense. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also helps give each reveal its own breathing room for people to properly digest it and get mm -hmm. appropriately excited for it. Yeah, good call. That's a good point. Yep. So I'm um, with uh, going from the very top down. So we can start with game of the year, the most contentious category. I think that's the meat and potatoes of the whole show. Oh, we're starting with the big one. Okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll just briefly cover the nominees. Like we got okay. Playtale Requiem, we got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Okay. So easily, this is going to be the big one to watch for the yes. whole show. This is the and heavyweight championship here. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I, I, you know, me personally, I think it's between two titles. I think and we can no all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok for me. Right. But what about right. you two? What do you think, Tyler? Right. right. All right, I'll go. Uh, so I think like first tier. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, second tier, Horizon, Horizon, Forbidden West, and Stray, then third tier, Xenoblade, and A Plague Tale. Um, I think Horizon deserves more attention, but it did kind of follow a format that's been well played by Ubisoft and other companies, yeah. uh, including the original version of, of Horizon. Um, Stray was a very unique title. I think really brought something new to the table. It was quite short, but it was just the right length for what the game was. I would not be sad if any of those four games won, 
but I my pick is God of War Ragnarok to win it all. Yeah, I've I've dabbled in a few of these games, not all of them. I don't mm-hmm. really know anything much about Horizon Forbidden West, but I do know that people like that game. I'm in kind of in the same category with Elden Ring and God of War. I mean, personally, I just haven't played God of War. I haven't played any of the games, but I've seen people play through God of War and it's fantastic yeah. to as a as a viewing spectacle. So as a player, yeah. I think it would be, you know, a great game. Stray I think is severely underrated in this category. I think it's kind of the underdog to win it all. Because like yeah. you said, it's such a unique approach to a game. I kind of put it in the same category of like there's this one game called like I am bread. Yes. And you're literally yeah. like a piece of bread trying to get like toasted. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, that same kind of category. Like you're playing as a cat <laughs> and you're doing yeah. cat stuff. And I think it's just such like a, it's so simplistic, but it works so well and people loved it. So that's kind of my underdog, but I think you're kind of right. I would say Elden Ring or God of War is going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think right now there's just such a big debate between these two, just based mm-hmm. off of accessibility alone. Because with Elden Ring, there's such a huge barrier of entry, right? It, it demands more of the player's attention, whereas God of War is more narrative-focused. And I think that's what we're going to see here, is a battle between narrative or gameplay. Hmm. My Which personal think is going to help, is, though? I think it will, yeah. I think yeah. overall, in my eyes anyway, I, I feel like Elden Ring is the game of the year. But we'll get into that you know, after the awards are all given out. We'll probably do a deep dive next week on the winners themselves Mm -hmm. yeah possibly yeah um so why do you think elden ring would win this over god of war well i think uh the journey in elden ring is what's crucial to getting the most fulfillment out of the game like for Mm -hmm. me i played it start to finish as much as as close to completion as possible and i really enjoyed the whole uh aspect of gaining power in that game to finally become triumphant and become the Elden Lord. And with God of War, I felt like the ending was kind of flat in a way. I don't want to give spoilers here, but I felt like there could have been more to it. Like there could have been more payoff for Kratos' journey in this game, but it didn't really feel that way. Outside of story though, like like you're saying with entrance there real quick, uh, Elden Ring, I think blocked off a lot of players while God of War had a version for everybody and was, I think it was a little bit more accessible by everybody. I don't know. In my in my opinion, I think that's a big benefit to God of War. The fact that like everybody can en- enjoy this. There's even like a straight up story mode where the combat almost doesn't matter at all. And while I didn't play it that version, I totally, you know, hey, if that's what you want to play, go for it. It's your 70 bucks. I don't know. I think that Elden Ring's limitations are pretty apparent. Uh, I, I also think like just like gameplay wise, I think the God of War gameplay is so much more um, refined and clean. Uh, especially for newer players or or for the wider audience, while Elden Ring, its gameplay can seem clunky to non from software players or or you know similar genres. I don't know. I, I'm just I think God of War is the more just because it's so much more acceptable. I think it's going to be accessible. I think it's going to be the winner because of that. Um, Elden Ring definitely has its perks, of course. You know. I I agree in accessibility with God of War. Like the variety in that is going to push it up to the top but i think yeah. it's the satisfaction in elden ring that like when you beat that one boss like it has the what what i call the dark dark souls factor 
Right. It's like, it's so hard and so challenging and you really have to push yourself. But when you do it, there's just a satisfaction that you don't get in another game. So yeah, I think it's just a matter of like, do they care about the outreach and the different style? Or is it like the satisfaction of the players when they've accomplished something in the game? Yeah. I to kind of a jump on that. I think what makes Elden Ring stand out is the fact that you know there's more self-discovery in the game because you're going out into the open world you're not being told where to go you're making that decision yourself mm-hmm. and for me like my path diverged constantly in that game because i had no bearings per se of where the game was trying to tell me where to go i know there's like that little system where you have like a line of yellow <laughs> pointing yeah. to the next big boss but i didn't want to follow that per se i was more intrigued by just going out my own and finding my own path and God of War isn't really like that. It's more linear. And yeah, there's just two different me, kinds of games. Yeah, they're there's very, they're drastically different games, and yeah, it's going to be story. interesting to see who wins. Yeah, like Elden Ring has a story, but like God of War is more the narrow story. Like you're following it's a storyline where yeah. in Elden Ring it's a story, but it's a broad story. It's just kind of open ended. Like here's your character, here's this, here's that. Go out and do it. Yeah. We're we got a lucky this year because really honestly, like I said, four of these guys could win and I'd be happy with it. The fact exactly. that even a Plague Tale and Xenoblade are both are up here too, it's been a hell of a year. This is very much 2018 again. Um, the fact that Horizon Forbidden West has not really been fought for is crazy because in another year that would win it. That's what's that's what's know. nuts about how good this year is. I I think it's too similar to the first game. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I could see that, but I'm just saying, like, in another year where we have, you know, these cookie cutter games, you know, we don't see Gotham Knights up here, type of thing. But like, if it wasn't for those two games, and instead we had Gotham Knights up here as well, and maybe I don't know uh, the new Pokemon game, which is also not up here. That's crazy. Those, yeah, um, it kind of shows that we're pretty stacked this year. We got a pretty good layout. Yeah, I'm surprised Pokemon games not up here. Actually, I'm surprised. <laughs> there yeah, is a po- there is a Pokemon game. I'm surprised isn't up here. But the newest one, I I have my own thoughts and feelings on. But that's yeah. Are <laughs> right, yeah. you mentioning uh, Arceus or yes? Oh, really? Okay, you would Arce- consider that yeah, game there. Arceus is an incredible concept for a Pokemon yeah. game. Just like mm-hmm. flipping it on its head, like to have that open world perspective and like see everything out in front of you, and you have the different, you know level stackings of pokemon like and and just like the play style is so different than traditional pokemon it's not like you go in the grass you find a random encounter and then that you know it's like oh here's an area full of squirtles and there's one that's the most powerful of the bunch so it's actually kind of like their environment like you would find like oh you know a group of lions like there's the biggest lion there it's the same concept so i think it was interesting but i i think Compared to the newest one, I think the newest one is like good, but it's not like amazing to me. It took a lot from from that other one too. Like that was the much needed refresh to the franchise. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Any more thoughts on the East Game of the Year nominees before we move on? I think we're good personally. Yeah, I th- I think there's you know any again any of those for me would would be great winners. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it might take too long to go and list every single nominee in every single category. Right. So how about we just go? 
yeah, let's just go to each category and just kind of pick out what jumps out at us. I think that'd okay. be easier. So we're moving on to game direction. And, uh, you know, four of the Game of the Year nominees are in this category as well, along with Immortality, which I don't know anything about. For Half Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think this is, again, a toss-up between Elden Ring and God of War. Surprise, surprise. I think, no, I think Stray takes this one. Game direction-wise, oh, really? Stray, Stray owns this one. Because that's the highlight in Stray, is how well it created this world. And if it's not Stray, it's God of War, because God of War is like this very cinematic experience. But Stray does that, but it leaves you in charge of that cinematic experience to where you're the one making those experiences. Uh, I, I say Stray's got this one handedly. But hmm. again, another tough year. <laughs> so it's, it's a little tricky. Yeah, I would, I would say Stray. Uh, just game direction it's just so different yeah that you it's really hard like god of war has been you know how however many games they've released it's it's got that same principle it's i don't want to say it's repetitive but it has all those same factors that make god of war god of war same yeah there's like a elden formula ring. yeah same thing with elden ring it has the dark souls formula you know so i think that because stray is just so different that i think it's probably going to take the game direction without yeah. hesitation i mean the game makes you care about being a cat so i think that alone is great <laughs> direction in itself yeah we streamed <laughs> the whole thing by the way on twitch if you guys can go watch that we streamed the whole game that was good i enjoyed stray a lot i think it is definitely like you said tyler it's very underrated like it's gonna yeah. be the underdog this year for sure yeah so now we're moving on to best narrative again we got the same four nominees, Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, and Immortality again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's going to be either God of War or Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. So it's not going to be Horizon. Because uh, Horizon, be Horizon doesn't tell its story very well. Uh, Plague no. Tale has actually got a chance in this one. But not to be a show for the same company over and over again, but God of War should own this one. Like narrative, yeah, it's telling a story that had me feeling the feels all game long, so I I don't even think I think it's got this one. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to check I, out I, Immortality now. I know, Try right? That's it. what the, that's what's great about the Game Awards <laughs> is you find new games. <laughs> Sorry, I mean to interrupt you there. Uh, go no, ahead. You're all good. I'm just looking at like the description of Immortality. I guess it's a like interactive like film. Oh, okay. It's yeah, it's uh, Sam Barlow, I believe. Yeah. He made Her Story, and mm -hmm. that was a really good game at the time. That yeah. was very different from everything else that came out around then. Yeah. He made a couple other ones, but I think this one is a return to form for him. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but I think uh, with that category, I think best narrative, God of War. I mean, you can't beat the God of War story. I think the main selling point of God of War is its narrative. So I think if it can't deliver on that, I think the whole premise of it being game of the year kind of falls flat. Of course. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. For best art direction, our next one, I think this is where Elden Ring's going to take it, bro. Yeah. I don't know. Um, as much as Scorn was a disappointment to me, yeah. that game looked amazing visually. Hmm. I think Technical this will be a surprise thing. win the, for Scorn. Uh, my thing with Elden Ring is like, think of how much it improved on the formula that I already had in place from other, from other FromSoft games. I think that was like a real 
effort in the art design to make sure that it was uh, open world and then having to build a world that looked good in doing that. Elden Ring, if they don't win this, they definitely tried for it. I think they they definitely deserve their kudos for this. Yeah, honestly, all five of these games could win it. Like, And I would yeah. be happy with any of them because they all looked magnificent. Such a good year. <laughs> I'll make I forgot about Scorn. For you think it's Stray? I, I, I'll make an argument for Stray. I think yeah. just like the feel of being able to create a city in the perspective of an animal is something so unique in an art piece like you're you're gauging yourself because like you could have like oh somebody who's like you know for like a world of warcraft game like your character is small so the world seems bigger yeah but in reality it's just like you're a person walking through like atlanta or something you know what i mean yeah so it's like for stray you're actually downsizing to that size of a character and you're realizing how big everything seems to that and the art style of like the alleyways and all that kind of stuff is incredible do i think it's gonna win no but i will make an argument for it likewise with uh scorn like the game itself like it, there's nothing else like it like you can't find that in gaming really and mm -hmm. such a high caliber of art direction but you know with stray as well i really enjoyed playing as a cat in that game and you know finding things to climb on which I thought would be the most difficult part about playing the game. It, they made it really easy, identifiable, yeah. and you got to give them kudos for that. Yeah, that's and of course, Elden Ring is always gorgeous to look at, in my opinion, and God of War <laughs> and Horizon. So it's it's a toss up. <laughs> it's one of those yeah. years, man. We always <laughs> talk about it. Are they going to do 2018 again? They I, they did this year. Say 2018 again. Mm -hmm. We're going to update it to the 2022 games. <laughs> you guys will have to take the. The, the score on this one because best music i haven't heard any of the music in any of these okay. games so yeah i'm gonna let you guys take the handle on that yeah i'll just briefly uh so again we got play tale elder ring god of war along with xenoblade and metal hellsinger yeah and i think me personally like elden ring has the best music out of all these games mm -hmm. like some of the boss themes are just incredible to listen to like for me the godskin duo theme was incredible like yeah anyway i agree i agree Elden <laughs> i'm Ring's not gonna, gonna take this one too much <laughs> no i think you're right though Elden ring's gonna win it i think this is where they're some of their strongest work uh sukasa Sioto is the composer for that one yeah i think i think they got it i think that's theirs it's a good it's a good round and then let's see for our next one we've got oh shoot i lost place there it is um, best audio design. Now here is where Call of Duty has won multiple times already because that bullet sync sound, they do an excellent job with that. But Gran Turismo might do quite well. Gran Turismo 7's up here. And then of course we have the other three we've been talking about this entire time. Poor Horizon, yeah. you deserve better than this, buddy. <laughs> You're on this list and you're not getting oh. any wins. Horizon should have come out either last year or next year. I yes. Think. The timing <laughs> of it right, ring, right, right before Elden Ring really hampered its potential. Yeah. <laughs> Game of the year last year was It Takes Two. Do you think that Horizon could have beat it? Oh, that's a good question. No, no, because it so? takes two is such a unique game. Yeah, I think I think it still would have been it because I think it beats it like in so many different these categories we've gone over so far. I think it would have beaten it there. But yeah, it's it picked a it picked a crazy year. It really picked a bad time because it's right a week before Elden Ring. That was right. awful timing for Horizon. Oh yeah, yeah, it was just really impeccable yeah. timing for Elden Ring to really snatch up a lot of the audience. 
that it was yeah. able to and sell millions of copies as it did. Yeah. So for best audio design, who you got calling who you calling here? You know, um I would say God of War actually. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of the audio cues for combat I relied on, especially because I played on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. And it's really great how I, I know I had to throw it in there. <laughs> I had to throw it in Frank's face as many yep. times as I can. That's right. I was I beat you beat it first though. Just throwing that back at you. You, you, you did. On you superhero did. mode, Frank. <laughs> no, I played on just above story mode, so I was like, it was easy, uh, but not too uh, easy. Yeah. yeah, perfect spot. Yeah. Casual mode. Yeah, yeah. Frank's but, got to review other games mode. <laughs> I mean, with Elden Ring, uh, the sound design could have been better. Like for some of the uh, weapons you use in the game, I felt like they kind of reused a lot from previous games. And with God of War. Like I just, I've always loved the feeling of recalling the Leviathan axe to your hand. Oh, like that, so that alone, the audio design for that whole thing, yeah. like throwing it and recalling it, nothing beats that. That is very good. I say Call of Duty though is going to be the reigning champs once again. They won it last year. They won it this More year. More likely. Yeah. You got any picks, Tyler? Um. For per for audio design. Yeah, I'd have to say probably God of War. I would have to agree, just audio cues and all that. I, that's, I mean, that's vital in that type of game. Uh, next one's gonna be tough, boys. Next one's gonna be tough. Best performance. So voice acting or motion capture performance. Mm -hmm. So we got Ashley oh. Birch from Horizon, <laughs> Charlotte McBurney from Plague Tale, mm -hmm. Christopher Judge from God of War Ragnarok, as well as Sunny Soljic from God of War Ragnarok. And then yeah. I can't mend on Gage from Immortality. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about saying her name again. Um, <laughs> so is I'm it Christopher it. Judge or is it Sonny? Who are you guys picking? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to make the argument for Horizon again since you've been raving about it. I have not been raving about it. I feel bad that it's not for winning, but yeah. um, she, honestly, the voice acting in Horizon is pretty awful. Uh, yeah. While God of War on the other side of it is like at the pinnacle of voice acting. So it's, you can't let it not win. And as crazy as it sounds, I'm going Sunny on this one. I think okay. Atreus. I was hoping you would because I'm going Chris Judge. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think, I think Sunny did an excellent job. I mean, I totally get you guys, but um, of showing that coming of age voice, they actually had to quickly age up the character because he, his voice was changing as they were uh, making the game. And it, he made me actually like uh, root for him. When in the first game, I was like, just listen to me, boy. I know what I'm doing. I'm Kratos. But now I'm like, hold on, Kratos. You can't be fathering him too much. You know, you, you actually are, are, which that's part of the gameplay as well. But I think Sonny's voice, I think just really carried it. Christopher Judge, though, he needs to play the live action version of, he actually says he oh, would. Far none. He says he'd play it. I, so. I saw that tweet. Yeah, I saw that tweet yeah. of his. That was awesome. He's super buff. I didn't know how buff he was still. Jesus, the guy's a freaking monster. Oh, you need to watch Stargate SG-1, my friend. I know, I know. He I is amazing to. in that as Teal'c. Like, oh, yeah, but still buff is the I'm... trick because the guy's like 60. <laughs> That's the yep. trick. That's crazy. I'll just say in Christopher Judge's defense, uh, I think how he delivers the lines of Kratos as a more subdued you know, personality. Yeah. Because he's he's struggling to fight that old part of his past where mm -hmm. he was more violent and aggressive and 
he's taking on this mentor role with Atreus. And you, I, I feel like the deflections in his voice when he's delivering some of these lines, when he's trying to lecture or scold or teach, like you could easily tell like where he's coming from as an actor because he's really yeah. giving it as much emotion as possible. And this is a character that doesn't really do that so much. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, share his feelings. And we see more of that as we play the game further along. He opens up more. Yeah. It, the moments where he, you could, uh, they, they're, they're heartbreaking where you see his strength just, just fall apart whenever he thinks Atreus is in trouble and he sees Atreus again. And then you just see like, he's not the God of war. He's the dad. And, uh, it's Chris, it's Christopher judges acting. That's just like pouring through. It, it's one of these two will win. I there's, it's the most guaranteed thing I've got. There's no doubt. It's so good. I'll just add on there, like the way Christopher Judge grunts, and you can tell, like, yes, how he's feeling when he grunts, like yeah. that alone. I think it's like a Chewbacca thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. How about you, Tyler? Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I think. Let me go back to Oops, wrong one. Uh, for best performance, I'd. I'd have to agree with you on Christopher Judge. I mean, just the way he delivers lines. He's great as Kratos, and I want him to be the live-action Kratos. Yes. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to for games for Impact. Uh, I haven't played any of these games, so... <laughs> Which is a problem. We should be playing these more. I, I, I think agree. We should, yeah, we should be playing these more. I, um, I'll try out... Uh, as Dusk Falls, I'll stream that. I'll try that out. I'll play that with you, because... Okay. That has eight-player co-op, and that should be a community night game for us. There we go. I'm adding it to the list, guys. By the way, watch our Phasmophobia streams. Tyler's joining us for the next one, and that game scares the poop out of me. It's so scary. Phasmophobia is great. You'll love it. <laughs> uh, Tyler, did you get your hands on any of these? Uh, for the games for impact? Yes. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. We got to do better about this next year, guys. Sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will. Yeah, I did All buy right. Citizen Sleeper, but I haven't played it yet, so I I do okay. want to play that eventually. Yeah, I've been meaning to try out as Dust Falls. Best ongoing. So basically, uh, best multiplayer game. I think this is what that translates to. Yeah. So we got Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. To I don't clarify, play any of these games. Yeah, best <laughs> ongoing is basically like games that have seasons in them. So. Um, yeah, so uh, Fortnite for me again, if not catch an impact, but I'm, I'm going to say Fortnite wins this one because they do such a wonderful job keeping up the community excitement for their game. Genshin Impact does a very good job of that too. Apex Legends, I feels like, has that high bar. It's like almost the Elden Rings of shooters. It can't be good at that game. And I try so hard. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking Fortnite. What do you guys got? My underdog is Apex. I would like Apex to win it because I actually enjoy Apex as a game because there yeah. is that sense of challenge behind it that you really have to like. It's kind of for me, it's got a fighting game grind to it where it's like you have a specialty oh, character that you run. Yeah. And if you run that character a specific way, like somebody could play, you know, a certain character one way, but then take that same character and play him a completely different style. So. For me, I think there's a lot of depth to Apex, and I would like them to win it, but I think Fortnite just has such good marketing and such yeah. good, like, 
outreach and and just getting all these like big names into the game yeah season four like, trailer just dropped or chapter four trailer just dropped and they're adding witcher to the game and i'm like well i'm playing mm-hmm. <laughs> i gotta get that witcher oh, skin yeah yep. <laughs> and that What's and next? doom guy they're both added <laughs> to the game now it's like oh it's so oh, freaking nice. cool of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've only played final fantasy 14 but i haven't kept up with it because i'm more focused on wow right now but yeah, yeah that would be my pick if i had to pick one yeah, actually, you know what? World of War. Well, no, you know what? Shadowlands was for the most of this year, so we can't say it's best ongoing game. Yeah, we can't. For most of the year, it sucked ass. <laughs> I hope that it gets the nomination next year. That's it all deserves it. Dragonflight is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right. This next one, I've got some some big wins oh, on this indie one. game. Yeah. This I is have good. My vote. So What's your vote? let me read them off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read, yeah. Read uh, them so off got, first, then I'll give you my vote. So best indie game, we got Cult of the Lamb, Neon White. Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Oh, this is close. That's a good list. It, it really is. is. Yeah. But Stray should win it. I think it I think it should, but Tunic is right up there with me. I think Tunic's got I a agree. real fighting chance. Super good game. Sifu's super good, and it's being turned into a live action series now. Um Yeah, by the John Wick yeah. director, right? Yes. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's very interesting. Might be a movie. Might be a movie. And Cult of the Lamb yeah, like, took I over think... the world for a hot second there. <laughs> Everybody was playing that game. But... Yeah, I, I think Tunic does have like a fighting chance. Yeah. For sure. Just in the art style and how how much depth there is for an indie game. God, the boss again, battles just, were gorgeous I think, too. I think that, yeah, I just think that Stray has something so different. Yeah. From anything else on this list. Yeah. Yeah, out of these, um, Cult of the Lamb was very much flavor of the month. I really enjoyed my playthrough of it, but Mm -hmm. it didn't have a lot of complexity to it. It wasn't really a lot you could sink your teeth into. Yeah. Like, it's easily uh, 100%able in, like, 20, 30 hours. But, you know, Stray is also a short game. It's like a two-hour game. But I feel like it was more of a moving story, Mm -hmm. per se. Whereas Cult of the Lamb, you're just having fun sacrificing your cultists for fun. (laughs) And... (laughs) And, and Tunic, I like poop. Tunic a lot. <laughs> I I think, you know, because Stray's up for Game of the Year, I think Stray may win Indie Game of the Year because I think it's not going to win Game of the Year. And my personal pick is Tunic. I actually really enjoyed my playthrough of that. Like, I love the idea of using the instruction manual as, like, yeah. your guide of where to go in the game. It doesn't hold your hand at all. And you have to find secrets as you go strictly based off of your understanding of that manual. So it's like your lifeline, essentially. And I thought that was a really interesting thing to utilize for the yeah. game design. If you're a Zelda fan, you need to be playing Tunic. That's, and that yeah. too. I yeah. agree. 100%. I think, uh, what was the other one? Sifu. It's like a action, action beat-em-up, like martial arts. I think it's a good game, but I think it's just too stereotypical because it's like, oh, you know... Oh, it's about this, you know, martial arts schoolmaster who seeks revenge on the fathers. I think it's just too stereotypical. I don't think it. It might have a little bit of a chance. In, I say, you know, yeah, version is is good, but I don't think it's anywhere close to where Tunic or Stray are. People who aren't familiar with Sifu, though, the, the sleeper part of this thing is the gameplay. Every time you die, you age. So you have to beat the game as like as cleanly as possible because otherwise you'll get to the end and you're an old man. And so that's, oh man, that little aspect of the game, we see it in um, 
Hell Rising, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? I think it's that one. Senuous. We're, we've seen it in Senuous. Where oh, like Senua, as you yeah. die, yeah. Uh, as you die, it gets harder and harder for you to win. Uh, and you losing losing more chance. Like, oh yeah, Sifu has a real shot in that sense. It's again, it's like 2018 in the fact that we have so many good options in this one. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, it's totally. a long shot. I loved sure. Tunic. That was a good game. I hope it has it. It's been a great year for indie games. Like they've really taken off, you know, in years past, but this year in particular, like it's really pushed that forward. That indies can be competitive with AAA. All right. So how about those mobile games? Oh boy, mobile games. Diablo Immortal is on here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how? In its well, because in its defense, it's actually a very good mobile game. It might win this. What? It's the most polished mobile game you're seeing for sure. Oh goodness. Like we're not happy with it because we're PC players, but we're not mobile. Like as mobile players, it's one of the best games here, if not the best. Yeah. Yeah, Frank, you're the reason I had to buy a PC because you kept vouching for it. For Diablo Immortal, no, not Immortal, no way. (laughs) For me to get a PC because I was strictly console gaming. Yeah. Like no, you gotta get PC, man. Come on, you gotta you gotta up your game, bro. Absolutely, you do. Uh, other ones we have to do with Apex Legends Mobile. We have you know Diablo Immortal, yes. Genshin Impact, which plays very well on mobile. Marvel Snap and Tower of Fantasy. Wait, Tyler, you played Apex Legends Mobile before uh, getting on PC? No, Legends Mobile. PC. I just played Apex Legends. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say play Apex Legends Mobile. <laughs> yeah, I could do that even if I wanted to. It's it's rough, dude. It's pretty rough. Yeah. I played Call of Duty Mobile, and uh, that I'm decent at, but not great. Um, just put I, the frames I, in half when you play on mobile. <laughs> I think Diablo Immortal might have this actually. I think they might. You know, I I heavily disagree. I think Marvel Snap is such an incredible mobile game for the fact that it does not push you to pay to win because yeah. that model of acquiring yeah. cards <laughs> you can't you can't push that. Yeah, you but can't, you can't you can't argue like but gameplay wise, do you think it's better than Diablo Immortal? Because, like, the way you make money is different than what this well, is. Well, you know, I'm a giant Hearthstone player. Like, I enjoy that You're immensely. Hella good so at it, having, yeah. <laughs> having Marvel Snap might be the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. For me, that makes it the best mobile game. And it's really fun, and games are short, but they're still really complex in that short amount of time. You have a lot of decision making. The only aggravating thing about Marvel Snap is not being able to predict what your opponent's going to do, but there is some semblance of that as you make, you know, further progress in the game. Right. Yeah. I think, I think something that Marvel snap, I wish that they would do is like, give it a little more longevity in the matches. Cause I think some of the matches can just go so quickly. If you just make one or two bad decisions. Mm-hmm. That's true. That can happen. So I, I think that if there was a little bit more of like, Oh, if I make one mistake, it's not going to cost me the game. You know, like if I if I get away, hey, I made one mistake, it's going to cost me like half my life. Okay, that's not, you know, deterring for me. Like, oh, yeah, I lost half my life on that decision. I know not to do that again. Instead of like, oh, well, I lost the game and now I don't really know what happened. All right. Well, speaking so... as a Hearthstone player, if you make one mistake in that game, that's over. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for you have to wait longer to do, to lose. You have to wait much longer to lose. <laughs> yep, totally. Oh man! <laughs> All right, All right so, so we have two two votes for Marvel support. Snap for this last one. Uh, mobile, real quick. Do we have two votes for Marvel Snap oh, yeah. and one for Diablo Immortal? 
Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. So best community support. Um No Man's Sky. Yeah, Space. this is basically ongoing again. Yeah. It's the same thing, except No Man's Sky is on there instead of Genshin Impact. <laughs> Let's well, be honest. It's it's between Fortnite and Apex. Well, no, hold on now. Let's, let's let's remember. It's not actually about the game. It's about the company behind the game. So, like they have here, the description: uh, inclusive on social media activity, uh, game updates and patches, which I think No Man's Sky wins games updates and patches every time. Um, responsiveness and transparency. When there's a problem, do they fix it? Destiny Two's been doing pretty good about that lately. Um, Final Fantasy. Can you speak to that? Do they have any problems with their transparency? Um. Not really. They're actually really vocal, like more so than Blizzard when it comes to yeah. uh, their fan fests and live letters. Like they give these, you know, multiple uh, video segments that detail their plans to the game, and they're very transparent about that. Like they yeah. actually let the players see everything they're doing, and you don't really see that with, say, World of Warcraft and Blizzard. Like they like to keep their cards close to their chest when it comes to design. You know, yeah. they're starting to change that tune finally with Dragonflight, which is fantastic to see. Yes. But, you know... We can't give them credit yeah, for that yet. Square, Square Enix has a long history of being vocal and just sharing everything with their players, letting them in on the process of design development, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm down mm. for Final Fantasy winning this one, then, and that's a good point. Yeah, I can't I speak Final to the others. Final yeah. Fantasy needs something. Yeah, I, I would say... They need say, something. Like, <laughs> have them win one. <laughs> Destiny yeah, sure. 2's fans are arguing the same thing, Tyler. <laughs> They're arguing the same damn thing. <laughs> They're wondering what the heck. Oh, man. Destiny 2 has bounced back quite a bit from being rough a couple of years ago. So, I same thing with No Man's Sky. So, I'm like immediately wanting to give them praise. But yeah, Final Fantasy, I can see where they're being clear and more vocal. Mm -hmm. Just a quick note uh, we are at 37 minutes and 12 out of 31 categories. So, we might yeah, want to jump around a little more. Okay. Up to you. Yep. Yep. Nope. That's fine. Um, we can. Just go to, let's see, best action game? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So best action game, we got Beta 3, Call of Duty, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Gosh, I think Call of Duty is going to win this one, as much as I hate to say that. I don't want it to. It's, I know. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's not that great. Modern Warfare 2 is not it's that not great. It's not it's not amazing. Like it's good, yeah. but it's not like I get they're trying to do the remake of Water Modern Warfare 2 and like that's yeah. so hard to do because Modern yeah. Warfare 2 had an impact beyond anything that Call of Duty has ever released. My so. personal vote is for Ninja Turtles because Mine too. that game is just so much fun and there's so much that happens on the screen and the action gameplay when you're playing either by yourself or with someone is just so much fun and i don't think it got as much praise again i'm kind of in that boat of like it didn't get as much praise as it should have but that's that's where i sit on that one but i think you got you're probably right that call of duty might take this one i i want to real, real quickly back up yours with cmnt uh I, I streamed that one as well and it took me right back to the arcade days playing the old uh, konami games and it felt very action. It felt very much like dodging things and stuff like that. So I would I would have to throw in a TMNT as well. What are you thinking, mm -hmm. Kyle? Well, out of these, I haven't played any of them. I'm presuming Bayonetta 3 will be the top runner. But you then again, so? uh, Platinum Games makes incredible action games. So I think yeah. Bayonetta 3 has a really good shot. Yeah. 
And Neon White, I've heard, is a really fast-paced, combat-focused game. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet, but I want to. You have to try it yeah, out. I've heard been, good things about it, too. Yeah, it's been nominated a couple times. Check it out. Uh, Best Action Adventure. Again, this is just the Game of the Year award with yeah. Tunic thrown in. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I picked Tunic. Go God of War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think God of War will win this one. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Best role-playing game. So uh, we got Elden Ring, Pokemon Legends, Arceus is on here. There you go. Triangle Strategy, Live a Live, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I, I think I this will probably go to Elden Ring. Probably. I, but Live a Live is a good game. Is it? I've, yeah. I've heard nothing but positive about Live a Live. It's interesting because it's a, actually a remake of a 1990s JRPG that was released mm-hmm. on, I believe, Super Nintendo? Yes. And yeah, it's really fascinating how it's got like all these different perspectives of the, each of the characters you play as because they take place in different time periods, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this one's also kind of a toss-up category, but... I, th- yeah, I think we'll Elden see. Ring's going to win quite a few, but for role-playing, I hope that Live a Live or even Pokemon Legends could could maybe yeah. sweep one up, but we'll see. Yeah, and I'll All say right. for Triangle Strategy is also very good if you guys haven't given that a shot. Um, oh, it's a gorgeous game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Tyler, this is where you come in. Best fighting Whoa. game. All right, best fighting game. So DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Battle, All-Star Battle R, uh, KOF 15, Multiverses, and Tifu, I guess, is considered a fighting game. Strange I, choice I, to have I, that I, in loosely. there. Yeah. yeah I'd, uh, I thought Guilty Gear would be in this. I thought Guilty Gear would be in here as well, but I think they're just trying to get a little bit more than newer stuff. Sifu, uh, it's not happening as much yeah. as I want it to. Like I like Sifu. I've seen playthroughs of it. It's it's a great concept for a game, but it's not a traditional fighting game. Um, I've heard a lot of positivity about uh, the JoJo's All-Star Battle R. I think it's a great fighting game. Um, it's a very niche population when it comes to that style of fighting game. Uh, Multiverses blew up very quickly yeah, for a long awesome. time and then just kind of died off it's still no so, it's still going strong they just did their new don't be knocking that down i still gotta stream that shit <laughs> please watch my stream as i stream that i'm liking it though <laughs> dude you have to tell me when you stream that i will i'll, I'll let come you know in and, uh, smack you around with taz no <laughs> um so yeah multiverses for me like just as a platform fighter yeah expert so to say there's a lot going for it but i also just like from personal opinions, see some negatives behind it, but I could mm-hmm. see multiverses taking, taking this just because that it's a Warner brothers fighting game. It, you know, it's something completely different from the traditional platform fighter. They're emphasizing more two V two, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of different things. KOF 15, amazing graphics, amazing characters. The combo system is literally impossible, but you know, <laughs> Still great graphics. I don't know much about DNF Duel, but I've heard good things about it. So I would say if I'm picking one, it's either going to be JoJo's or Multiverses. Okay. Yeah, I thought Guilty Gear for sure would have been on this list, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see which comes out on top. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to best multiplayer game. 
So we got Call of Duty, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Again, I'm in that boat of I want Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to win. Yeah. Just because it has, like what Frank said earlier, it has the arcade feel. But I think Call of Duty takes it. More than likely. I think either this or Splatoon 3, because I've heard Splatoon's multiplayer is really fun, but I've never tried it out myself. I think it goes to multiverses, but I want Overwatch 2 to win. Overwatch 2? Actually, what's stuck on that? Like, Why do you think Overwatch 2 should win? I think it should win because I think it built on the first game nicely. It improved what already worked and didn't screw up anything, which is hard to do with sequels sometimes. (laughs) We'll see a few times. Call of Duty, I'm looking at you. Um, And uh, it's just a classic, clean, fun game. The new champions they're adding are familiar yet unique. It's a really tough uh, blend to get. And uh, the new format of five players with one tank, I think, is surprisingly working well. I've uh, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on some of the new remodels because I, I only play tanks mostly right now. And I've gotten some really good feedback on some of the other characters as well. Personally, the tanks, I think um, they, they screwed up Arissa, which was my main. That's fine. Uh, there's others. and uh, But ne- nevertheless, I think the game really... Um, is nice and clean and sharp, but I do believe Multiverses is going to win this. I think that one is enough of a game changer to take the lead. All right, let's move on to content creator of the year. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think between all these categories, I think as, along with you, Frank, I agree is Nabilian. Yeah. He was a great source for video game yeah. news on Twitter, and he recently closed his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. As a result, I presume, uh, due to financial reasons, because he wasn't really seeing much, you know, rewards for his efforts. I believe it was and because of the shame. new owner of Twitter, is why he quit. It. I was trying to avoid that topic, but I didn't say his name. I, I said owner of true, Twitter. Is it true? Yes. True. <laughs> I think a lot of people made like a mass exodus away from. We have lost when that fifty-four happened. followers because of that asshole. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think Nabilian will win. I, yeah, I think he what was, a champ! Yeah, he was incredible, like providing, you know, unbiased journalism for game industry. Yep. And, you know, that's something we don't have a lot of in game journalism. So I'm really sad to see his departure. But yeah, yeah, I, think I this normally is more go for game freaks, but we didn't get nominated for some damn reason. I'm not too sure. Maybe they lost. <laughs> So they don't one have their day. email. I'll have to double check make sure they got their email. Um, <laughs> Nebellion, number one for sure. If not, then Ludwig. I really like Ludwig as well. Yeah, I think Ludwig's good too. I would like to see Ludwig win it just yeah. because he was a Smash community guy and like he's just done so many great things for the Smash community. Mm. Like he held the invitational tournament that it went up in flames a little bit, but then he had contact with uh, Mr. Beast to get him to sponsor the tournament because they had a sponsor drop out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just his his content is just entertaining to everyone. Yeah. Like, and he's like a nice guy that's hard to find with streamers sometimes. Yeah, he's indeed he's very like with his content. He's driven on like what are people gonna like the most, mm-hmm. and he's not just like what's gonna make me the most money, but like what are people going to come back and watch, mm-hmm. like yeah. in five years. Yeah, he does a good job. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got next? Best debut indie. So again, we got Stray, Tunic, Neon White, along with Vampire Survivors and Norco. 
That vampire survivors is straight up cocaine. You can get addicted to it. Be careful. I, I will say if Kevin was here with us today, he would vouch for vampire survivors and I don't blame him because yeah. from what I've seen of this game, it is easily digestible entertainment. Like you just move a guy around a screen and you just watch the craziness happen. <laughs> it's, and, it's you know, there's something fun about that. Yeah. And so it sparked a whole I, category Frank, of mobile games too. Yeah. I was going to say, Frank, kind of give me a rundown of it. Cause I've heard the name vampire survivors, but yeah. I don't know much about it. So it's an idle RPG kind of, um, it's, it's like an RPG mixed with a, um, God, what's that roguelike. So every time you go in, you're building up your character to get more and more powers to like mow down creatures, um, faster and faster. The faster you mow down creatures, uh, the more stuff they'll drop, which makes you upgrade faster and faster. Meanwhile, the creatures are slowly upgrading as well too. So eventually the creatures get so tough that if you didn't keep up fast enough or make a really nice clean build, then you're going to die. I mean, they'll just wipe you out. Yeah. And so it's all about trying to find a build that works for you with what tools you were given and trying out new builds all the time. It's it's a lot of fun. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this, I think this... For, go ahead. I was going to say for, for whatever wins best indie game, I think the debut indie game is either going to go to Stray or Tunic. Mm. Yeah. So if Stray wins best indie game, I think Tunic is going to win best debut indie game. That's fair. It's kind of like a... (laughs) I don't know why, but it feels like it's cheap in the indie game category because it's like, this is the off... They, that's you what know, they do with like this is the second place winner <laughs> that's why you have game of the year and then you have like best action game best action adventure yep. like it's like right. so that we could kind of give other people a shot and so it's you know it's whatever <laughs> all right best adaptation this is a good one yes yeah this is a good this is a good one and it's only one winner I, what do you guys say <laughs> honestly uh i think cyberpunk edge runners is the best adaptation you're telling me so literally by last place choice are you serious oh wow i'm serious Oh, it's okay. what got me to play cyberpunk and enjoy it. Oh, wow. Hey, that's good. And also the fact that it drummed up like billions of people to check out the game and play it. Like that's incredible after being out for almost two years. Yeah. And I would say, you know, Studio Trigger is a household name in anime now. Like they've released a lot of great hits mm. and seeing them adapt cyberpunk. It was honestly like really cool to watch. And I've kept wanting to relive that awesomeness in the game, but the game wouldn't let me. So again, I always think, you know, Edge Runners was really good for making me feel that way. You're telling me the best adaptation is not Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I haven't seen it, so I can't say. I'm just making a joke because the Sonic (laughs) movies got so much crap the first time they actually released. Yeah. What are you saying, Tyler? Which one do you think is the best? Um... I, I mean, I think Uncharted. Yeah, honestly, that's a good choice. I think I think either Uncharted or the Cuphead show because I think love Cuphead, the Cuphead show. That was good. Cuphead is one of those where like I feel like it gets love from people, but yeah. I feel like because it was so difficult, it kind of knocked out a good portion of fans. So I think the yeah. Cuphead show is going to be something where those fans can enjoy and appreciate the art style and the characters and the charisma of the game where. But I definitely think I love the Uncharted series. I've played all of the games, and I just like Uncharted as a game, and so I'm a little biased to it. I mean, we have a lot of good options here. I would say Arcane League of Legends is the best thing Netflix released all year. 
It's the best original oh, yeah. Netflix of 2022. And I think it's such a wonderful adaptation. The League of Legends games were begging for more um, lore and a way to show it because it, it's built this really good lore. They used to have these newsletters. Anyways, really good lore. And they just didn't have a way of showing it through its own gameplay. And I think Arcane League of Legends did an excellent job of showing you, hey, this is who Jace is. This is who, you know, and and it was fantastic. The release format, too, of like every, I think it was like three episode batches was uh, was pretty well received, too, because it was almost like story arcs. Uh, and then we see that later on used in Andor. So it was it was very good. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen Arcane yet, so I, oh, I can't speak to that. Have I you played League of Legends though. at all? No. Okay. That's so much why Arcane, I haven't though. seen Arcane. <laughs> I did. I, I've played a tiny bit of League of Legends. I have some friends who got me into it, and I understand why people like it. Yeah. I I get it. It used Would to be the off game. So we'd play World of Warcraft and raid, and then all right, everybody go over to League and hang out over there. So we played League of Legends almost as much as we played World of Warcraft. So that's why it's. I mean, the game's a little bit. It's a lot different than it used to be. But back in the day, we used to play it like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all really right, excited to see who wins this one. Yeah. But I, I'm leaning towards uh, Cyberpunk and Cuphead Show. Cuphead yeah. Show was fantastic when it came out. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. really loved the re- replaying the game too. I wanted to do that after seeing the show, which Cyberpunk also did for me. Mm-hmm. And I think Arcane will win just because of how much of a big production it is by Netflix. But yeah, I'm leaning towards those two personally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another highly contentious t- uh, category. Most anticipated game for 2023. That's tough. this list. All these games are f- going to be phenomenal. I think. Well, let's yeah. not go crazy, but <laughs> I know we. This is actually more contentious to me than Game of the Year. If that says anything, that's uh, that is impressive. There's uh, two. There's two for me that are on my personal list, but I think there's one that is going to win. What do you think, Tyler? What's what's the two on your personal list, and what do you think's going to win? Legend of Zelda: The Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, that game just looks the potential of it, that the art style, everything about it, just like when a new Zelda game comes out, people get excited about it Yeah. because yep. almost, I want to say almost every Zelda release, they just go in a completely different direction from the previous release. So like, you know, they went from doing you know, a traditional Zelda game. And then they did, you know, for example, the release of Wind Waker was a completely different art style, a completely different storyline. A completely, everything was different, mm-hmm. but it worked. And I think that Tears of Tears of the Kingdom is going to have something very similar. Um, my other one is Har- Hogwarts Legacy. I'd like to oh, see okay. them win because I, I personally haven't played a great Harry Potter game before. <laughs> and I would like to see Hogwarts Legacy do well and actually be a great game yeah. um but honestly either final fantasy 16 or resident evil 4 might take it I, oh you I think so yeah okay what do you think Al? well for me i i have you know a huge interest in playing resident Evil 4 remake mm-hmm. i love the original and i love how capcom is taking the horror in this game and amplifying it to 11. Yeah. That's easily the most exciting part about this remake for me is they're going to double down on the horror aspects and make it really visceral. I think that alone easily most anticipated, but we also have Zelda on here. And Breath of the Wild was such an incredible game when it came out because it opened the boundaries of what a Zelda game can be. 
Yeah. And I'm really interested to see the lessons they've learned from that release and how they apply those towards Tears of the Kingdom. I think there's a lot of potential for Tears of the Kingdom to be one of the best Zelda games of all time. Um, we'll see how that turns out. Um, Starfield is my least anticipated game out of this list because we, I know, Frank is like freaking <laughs> out in the video if you want to watch that. <laughs> Frank's about to throw hands right now. Oh my God, I, I can't believe how wrong you people are. <laughs> Starfield did not look that great when it was first revealed. Like I yeah. didn't care for it. And I don't even know what it is. Well, it's, it's, it's the, similar. It's the next most anticipated let, game of the year. <laughs> I'll let Frank go into detail. Go ahead. No, do you have anything else before I get going? Go ahead. Okay, so I want Legacy Hogwarts to win. I think I'm going to like that the most. Hmm. Um, hmm. You know, Zelda gets the Nintendo bump, so it'll do well. I think RE4 won't win at all. Final Fantasy no. has a chance because it's Final Fantasy. But Starfield is legitimately the most anticipated game for the last 10 years, let alone this year. They've been leaking and teasing and you know giving us little tidbits for so long. And everybody who's played Skyrim or played any Fallout game is begging Bethesda to make another game in those veins. And here it is. This is going to be the next 10-year game. This is going to be huge. It's super anticipated. I'm not saying it's going to live up to it. It will have bugs. It's a Bethesda game. But it's going to it's got to be the most anticipated. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know if it's going to be the best. Right. I think I'm going to enjoy Hogwarts Legacy the best. But yeah, yeah probably Starfield's going to be the most anticipated. I'm going to be that guy. I feel like Hogwarts Legacy has a lot to live up to, and it's not going to deliver. I, I want it to. Like, believe me, I want it to be successful and be a good game. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, like I said, it's, it's you know, the Harry Potter games, I feel like, are very niche. So they have a lot to live up to. And mm -hmm. to recreate what they do in the movies is difficult to do. Not impossible, but it's difficult to make it feel like those Harry Potter, you know, films and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I see the excitement behind Starfield now. I did enjoy my Skyrim games and that kind of stuff. And I'm glad you admit that Bethesda games have bugs. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Famously. <laughs> yep. Um, Infamously. But that's what I kind of love about <laughs> yeah. those types of games, too, is like... The buggy games are kind of fun because it just does something that it shouldn't, and it's hilarious. But oh yeah, yeah, I could see the excitement behind that one too. I think and we should have course, done like what, what we'll have to do is we'll have to each of us like write down our wins, and then we'll see who's the most winningest person. Oh, I like that idea. Let's we'll do that. Down oh, I'm uh, yeah. the results next we'll, week. So each of the categories will pick our winner, and we'll see yeah. how many. I love that thirty-one we get. We'll okay, see. Cool. We'll see. This will be like our, our March Madness, basically, <laughs> for us. Yep. Oh, there you go. Perfect. All right. We're doing one more? Uh, just, I just wanted to add one more thing for most anticipated. So okay. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I actually am really looking forward to this because Yoshi P, the director of Final Fantasy 14, mm -hmm. is in charge of this game. And it's also taking a more mature uh, approach to Final Fantasy as a game itself or as a franchise like it's like i read recently it's going to have like prostitution in it or oh shit it's gonna be like a gta of final fantasy it's like whoa <laughs> okay. what's happening here this is interesting that's that's, that's a unique turn that's, a unique that's, turn. that's a, yeah that's we'll big. see how that pans out it's like huh i wonder how dark this game will be it actually is really intriguing by you know announcing these type of changes before launch yeah but uh i think any of these games you know have the potential to win this category Bar none. That'd be good. 
So uh, that wraps up the majority of it, but we're going to quickly go through the esports segment since we have Tyler here, our expert on esports. Go ahead. Say, really, uh, the two that I just want to kind of touch on would be the best esports game and then the best esports event. I mean, we can touch on the athletes. Yeah, I think that's probably good. But mainly, I would like to talk. uh, So, for best esports games, you got, you know, CSGO, Counter Strike, dota 2 league of legends rocket league and valorant um all phenomenal esports games um i have my thoughts and opinions on each of these but i don't know how much you guys know about each of these in regards to the esports competitive scene um so just kind of give me your thoughts and what you think <laughs> uh i watch i watch some csgo dota uh some league of legends i the only one i don't watch is rocket league rocket hmm. leagues is actually for me as exciting as watching traditional soccer like the announcers oh, really? and, and and the so pretty boring they... <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it's like well it's the excitement behind it like these announcers yeah. are just like they they engage you in such a way and the players like the level of concentration you have to have in rocket league is incredible like you really have to like just be all there and know exactly how to maneuver your car in the air, exactly how much boost to get, exactly when to go back and boost, when to, you know, and your communication between your teammates and striking the ball angles and that kind of stuff. Um, At least for me, um, League of Legends, probably the most popular of all of these ones. I think they would take it. Valorant is my, like, probably the bottom because I don't really mm. a I don't really know much about it and b like because of that I don't think it's the best esports game because yeah. if it's the best at least people who are active in some form of an esports community will hear word of mouth of a game and me being mostly in the fighting game scenes I've heard word of mouth on CS:GO on League of Legends on Rocket League on Dota 2 Valorant has kind of been one of those where it's like I would have to like probably find somebody who's niche is in there yeah my votes on dota 2 uh they've i think they're the kings of esports and i think this is going to be they don't have a lot of competition this year that i think is going to be able to rock that yeah it's a good year though i mean like you know league of legends is always solid valorant i think is very solid counter-strike is good but they don't advertise themselves very well and then yeah Mm. i haven't watched much rocket league but i'll have to check it out rocket leagues is something that like if you find the right game, because like when I was in college, our college had a Rocket League team and it was fun to watch them play because they were not only just good at the game, but it was it, it was intense. Like it was always close. Like it was yeah. never like seven to zero. It was like two to three. It'd be like two to two with like a minute left. And then the timer would go out and the ball can't hit the ground. And you just see all these cars just flying through the air, trying to keep the ball up like. It can get intense very quickly, hmm. um, but yeah, that's I, I would I would say either Dota two or League of Legends would be kind of my toss up for the win. Okay, that's cool. And uh, uh, did you want to go over athletes at all or coaches? I mean, really, the only esports athletes that I have knowledge on would be Faker and Simple. Um, I yeah. think they're both very talented individuals in the games that they play in, and I think either of them could take it. I don't know much about the other three in there for uh, for Chovy, Yay, and Kargan. 
I just don't know enough about them, but I know enough about Faker and Simple that I could say like, oh, they are very talented players. Mm. Yeah. And then and for then... esports, and then I would say for esports teams, as much as Frank doesn't want me to say it, I think Face Clan is going to take it. Uh, gross. <laughs> Come on, LA thieves, take them out. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I like to see the thieves take it, but I think Face Clan is just—they're just massive. They're too freaking mm. rich. I don't like how rich they are. They got a nice house. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> and then I just want to jump right to the best esports event. Um, yeah. You have Valorant Championships. You have the 2022 Midseason Invitational, the PGL Major, uh, 2022 League of Legends World Championship, and Evo. Now, I'm not saying I'm biased, but I feel like it's very hard to compete with Evo because. Yeah. Evo has like nine games with all like the whole tournament running like the top nine fighting games that you can think of. So Street Fighter Five, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat Seven or Mortal Kombat Eleven, Tekken Seven, KOF Fifteen, Melty Blood Type Luma, Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Skullgirls. So just all the popular fighting games that you can think of, which there's a whole thing with Smash not being an Evo, but it is what it is. We're not going to get into that, right? Yeah. But just the lineup of those heavy-hitting fighting games, just the name Street Fighter and Tekken alone, like, that's easily, like, hundreds and thousands of people who have been playing Street Fighter 2 since the 90s, who have played Tekken since, you know, late 90s. So there's just, just this, like, passion behind the game that comes from you know, the lineage, but you also have your modern games like, you know, your Guilty Gears, your Skullgirls, you know, all these modern games that are bringing in those classic fighting game players that put a twist on, you know, all that and the hype behind Evo, you know, the announcers, the showmanship, like the players themselves, they're all just like these characters within the games that they play in. So it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I believe that Evo should win it. But I don't know. It's really hard to say because League of Legends is just so popular. Mm, it's mm. so massive. And like millions of people watch League of Legends. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people watch Evo. But hundreds of thousands doesn't beat millions. So it's and, it's very hard for me to say. And PGL is really big in Europe too. It's like the European esports yeah. fans are probably big fans of PGL. Mm -hmm. so. I, mean, I think speaking strictly as a evo watcher like i've been watching evo since 2011 yeah. or 2010 and you know i don't play fighting games but i love watching them and i think that speaks a lot to the strength of the fighting game category or the genre mm -hmm. and you know it's it's more so community focused and it's comprised of people that have a passion for fighting games across all different types of mm -hmm. uh platforms and you know like you said it's all-encompassing like it incorporates every single fighting game you can think of that's active yeah that's modern and you know it's always fun to see the community get engaged and get hyped for all the various uh matches that take place like for yeah. me that's the most exciting part about evo and you have your you know your big name fighting game players you know your gods of the games and that kind of stuff and watching you know those two gods of the games just go head to head Yep. It's just something always a blast. It's a spectacle. It's something mm -hmm. that like 
you know it's the highest level play. Like, so at least for me, I I want Evo to win it, but I could see uh, I think EGL or League taking it. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that about covers all of the various categories that the Game Awards will be giving uh, awards out to. Um, any personal reveals that you think might come out? Like anything huge that might jump out at you? If you had to pick one, real quick. Yeah, probably probably more Starfield footage. Probably Starfield. Okay, yeah. I would say Starfield. Um, they'll probably do something for the Legend of Zelda. I would be shocked if they didn't show anything related to that. Yeah. Just because Nintendo is massive. They'll probably show something. Um, I hope they show something for Final Fantasy. Because I'd just be interested and intrigued. Because the last Final Fantasy game I played, I think it was Final Fantasy 7. Mm. And then I kind of just dropped off because I would playing fighting games but i would like to see this new twist on the new final fantasy game and a new trailer yeah, for Spoken, probably too just real mm-hmm. quick yeah well i'm gonna go sorry i'm gonna come out and say it uh i'd wish for this every year i hope we get a bloodborne remaster <laughs> with 60 frames <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe this like is that. the year. You're they would be very happy. Be People would be very happy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be that meme of the old lady who's like, it's been 80 years. Yep. And yep. I'm still yeah. waiting for I've been waiting for that every year for like the past four years. Um, yep. <laughs> if not that, then Elden Ring DLC. Sign me up for that. I'm, I'm, I'm ready be for smart. more Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm actually, the other, the other thing I would like to add is uh, I'd like to see more footage of Tekken 8 and Street Fighter 6. Oh, okay. Because Good those choices. are the two new games coming out and from what I've seen of Street Fighter 6, I personally haven't played a lot of Street Fighter. I liked Street Fighter 3. I liked Street Fighter 2. I do like Street Fighter 4. I'm kind of playing that a little bit. Um, but Street Fighter 6, I've seen the the trailers for it. I've seen gameplay, and I've seen the reviews from the fighting game professionals, and they're like, this is kind of the game that if you want to get into fighting games, this would be the one to get into because... Mm. There's like a story, there's a like a campaign mode where you're actually like walking around as your character and you're actually getting to go and talk to like, you know, Grandmaster Ryu, Grandmaster Chun-Li and you're learning how to do like, oh, how to throw fireballs, when to do this, how to backdash, how to block, how to do a frame trap, you know, and like you're learning from the people in the game and then you're progressing in your own story. So I'm interested to see... The direction they go in with Street Fighter Six, Tekken Eight. I mean, they only showed like it looks probably like a title screen, where it's like the two people are about to hit each other. They do this big battle scene, and it's like right before their fists hit each other, it like blacks out. Mm. So I think it's just the title screen, but I'd like to see more of of those. Yeah, the game reveals this year are going to be even bigger than they've ever been. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely check out the live stream we're going to do we're going to be covering the game awards with a watch party uh it'll be streamed by frank and we'll be all on discord sharing the joy of the game awards together hope you can make that this thursday and with that being said uh i think this about covers the episode it's been a lot of fun having both frank and tyler on uh discussing our you know personal picks for the year and can't wait to share the results of our quote-unquote march madness yeah, I'll, next I'll, week. So. Let's send, submit them and I'll I'll put them up on our social media guys so you guys could see. Yeah. Follow along right. with us who's winning. 
Listen, so I'm already going to say thank you for allowing me to win. And, uh, you know, take this award and, you know, put it yeah. in my mantle at home. Oh, man. I, I've, I've won <laughs> this so already. handedly, okay. it's ridiculous. That's, that's, hey, that's the fighting game way, dude. That's the fighting game way. That's true. You got to know that you're going to win. You got to be competitive. I'm at least yes. going for 20. I'm getting 20 of them right. Okay, okay. I'm going to get 32 when there's only 31 options. So, let's see. <laughs> oh, we got... <laughs> Uh, you World of Actually, Warcraft players weren't good at math anyway. If, <laughs> let me just add this on here. So uh, if we have a 30-second category, it'd be a game reveal. So you pick one game that will be revealed. Uh, okay. More footage for Forspoken. Yeah. So like, you just put that as like your free space. Okay, that's you what know. you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, this is Kyle pushing buttons. I can't wait for Kevin to get back. And with that being said, uh, love you. Bye.